Alti, the online portal for institutional investors in Germany, Austria and Switzerland. In today's Alti interview, we are talking about the brain's contribution to economic decision-making. Gamification and financial decision-making is the title. I'm Christian Salo and pleased to announce a well-known speaker in the Alti interview series. Mr. Dieter Brockmeier, the innovation expert at the Diplomatic World Institute, that is a spin-off from the Diplomatic World magazine, the opinion medium for diplomacy, economy, culture and society. Hello Dieter, nice that you're back. Hello, it's always a pleasure being here and again and especially with Vincenzo. Yes, I'm particularly looking forward to our special guest from the Moscow Institute of Psychoanalysis, Professor Dr. Vincenzo Ligorio. He holds a full professorship of international relations and neuropolitics at the Russian Presidential Academy of National Economy and Public Administration. Hello, Vincent. Thank you for joining. Hi, guys. Good morning and... Uh... Uh, Christian, thank you for inviting me. It's a, a real pleasure. The pleasure is definitely on our side. Vincent, please tell us about you and your work. I began to, um, to work as a, an international relations uh, expert, but uh, since the innovation, technology, artificial intelligence uh, flooded the uh, life of uh, even the common citizen, I became very interested in uh, neuropolitics. So just to give a few words, what is uh, neuropolitics? If you remember the scandal of Cambridge uh, Analytics or even the Trump election, all these uh, Twitter and Facebook uh, uh, polemic of these days. Uh, so the neuropolitics uh, analyze uh, uh, the connection between uh, artificial intelligence, uh, social media, neuromarketing uh, and uh, the decision making of people in terms of election. Today's topic is gamification and financial decision-making. Please give us a definition of gamification. What can we expect here? In, uh, in my research, uh, gamification is, uh, is a part of, uh, to use like the same word, of a game. No? Because, uh, um, for example, we try to, to analyze uh, how people uh, get or take uh, certain decision, so the decision-making uh, process uh, in different uh, ages and uh, in different even uh, uh, sex and in different cultural uh, orientation. For example, a few days ago, we were, I was analyzing with a couple of colleagues uh, the decision-making process in uh, uh, American, so United States uh, citizens and in uh, Chinese uh citizens and we uh understood that the decision making uh, uh process is completely different in these two uh cultural uh environment why uh because for example we understood that uh, americans focus more on the object if you have uh, a picture for example with uh, uh a lion or a tiger and then uh, a background of the savanna no the jungle african jungle uh the american focus more on the animal in the in the center 
and uh, the Chinese focus more on the background and then on the animal, the object that is uh, in the center. Why this is relevant even in the gamification? Because uh, when you're going to sell uh, a product, you understand uh, where you have to focus more. Of course, this is difficult because you have to uh, differentiate uh, your market. But to, now we know that uh, uh, if you want to win uh, in a market, you have also to differentiate the, the world of uh, full uh, globalization, uh, one product uh, equal for uh, uh, everybody with the new technology, with the new uh, neuroscience revolution uh, is uh, uh, closely to end. Dieter, you are wearing the innovation hat again today. What do you like to add here? Well, uh, let me add the bridge over to the uh, finance industry. Uh, because uh, to me, uh, the finance industry is already uh, uh, using these game principles uh, in the stock market. I mean, uh, with, uh, with a lot of reason, uh, stock markets are compared to a casino because there is a lot of similarities, uh, including the emotion that is raised by uh, making big earnings or, well, in the contrary, big losses. So to me, I think it's a very, it seems to be a very logical approach or reason to adapt gamification to the finance, uh, financial industry. How does the impact of gamification on decision-making work in real life? Uh, look, if you see some of the uh, last, um, last researches, you see that uh, a lot of uh, young uh, traders, they are trained uh, playing through uh, console like uh, PlayStation, uh, Xbox, and so on. Uh, I was surprised for this because I, was, I wasn't uh, a, a huge fan of uh, uh, this, uh, this console, of the Sony, of the Microsoft when I was uh, a teenager, because I was more stimulated to, to the face-to-face game you know, with, with my friends uh, and so on but still i became very uh, very interested about uh, about it especially when uh, i came across with uh, neuropolitics and, and uh, neuroscience and uh, i understood why now the traders are very very young you know? we don't have the uh, traders that are uh, 40 50 years old you know? so we have uh, a very uh, fast uh, uh sporting system in this uh, in this sector we have people that are in their uh, 20s with few knowledge of financial they are fast uh decision makers why because uh, not having the understanding of uh, the financial market they are uh, without certain boundaries in their uh, uh in their decision making what i mean that they take it as a game so the financial uh, decision making on so the trading for them is uh, uh, a game. They are taught certain techniques, what to do, when the market go up, go down, and what to do. And this is the same thing when uh, you play with a console. So you know that you have to shoot in a certain point, or you have to kick the ball, for example, if you are playing, I don't know, FIFA, PES, and, and so on in a certain uh, timing uh, with a certain pressure and so on and uh, they move this uh, to the uh, trading because now we trade uh, not going to the stock market in person and 
That sounds interesting, but obviously also has potential for addiction. Can you give us an overview of the role of the limbic system and the neurotransmitters and hormones? Another thing that is influenced also this is uh, the effect of uh, the limbic system, as you as you asked me, and how, uh, especially one hormones that we have the dopamine, uh, influence our addiction to certain action. Uh, but there is a difference between habits and uh, and addiction. Uh, an habit is something that we can change, and we can change without. Uh, uh for example to take uh, our coffee every morning at seven o'clock is an habit it's not an addiction uh, our brain record uh, uh that at seven o'clock i need a coffee but if tomorrow i take at uh, seven uh, fifteen or uh, eight o'clock nothing will change but sometimes we are addicted because we our brain uh, start to produce more uh, uh, hormones, especially the uh, dopamine or the oxytin, uh, that are very, very dangerous uh, uh, hormones if we get also from the external environment, through pills, through medicaments, uh, and so on. And uh, the, um, certainly companies, I understood, and also I researched, that uh, put the people, the trader, in condition to increase their level of dopamine or oxygen to become addicted to this uh, uh, trading uh, movement, the trading decision making. Why? Because more you trade, more you, uh, you gain. So you distinguish between habits and addictions. For example, now we have a bunch of literature, a bunch of uh, books uh, that uh, anybody can read without any knowledge of neuroscience uh, that uh, explain to you and try to help you to change your habits. There is, uh, for example, one of the books that is 1% is called, that uh, our habits uh, represent 1% of our uh, life, so we can change it. But uh, when you have an addiction, you need uh, supplements that can be medication, you need uh, psychological support, so you need somebody it's like addiction to to drugs to to narcotics to cocaine or mm. any other uh, medicament so you need uh, a support to this how does artificial intelligence change the landscape of course uh, uh, the artificial intelligence uh, uh, changed completely no the the impact on on anything even in the in the gamification if you think that now you can play with the any console online and you don't know if uh, on the other side you have a real person that is uh, playing with you and communicating with you or you have uh, a computer that is uh, replacing a person so this uh, can the artificial intelligence system can even influence uh, the addiction to the gamification so to the to the gamers okay so why because if you are playing online and now playing online uh, requires also that you had your uh, credit card to your uh, account uh, uh, because you are not playing with the CD or with the DVD anymore, but you're playing online. Uh, and the more you play, more, uh, for example, you, uh, you spend uh, or you need a subscription or if you want uh, a certain like uh, 
uh, integration to your game you have to to pay so the artificial the integration of artificial intelligence to um, gamification or my point of view that I'm not a passionate gamer but I see everything from the other side you no know, as in in a, a neuropolitic as, as an analyst is a, a risk because uh, you will create uh, more addicted people than before what does that mean for the innovation process of companies and responsible leaders? Of course, gamification has a, has a huge impact on innovation. And actually, when we see that uh, a lot of people are very reluctant in picking up with innovation and picking up new ideas, because they, of course, they love to remain in their comfort zone. So when you use gamification processes, um, of course, um, it's a lot uh, easier to open up these comfort, uh, comfort zones and actually start people to understand processes and uh, to pick up ideas. And uh, if we are looking forward to uh, increase innovation and the awareness of innovation and the willingness to adopt it, then uh, sure gamification methods and strategies can be um, a perfect tool to uh, to increase uh, to speed up these processes i would like to come back to the point of addiction again there seems to be an enormous risk here what are the important points i a few times ago while i was uh, uh, getting another master in uh, neuroscience and uh, and decision making exactly neuroscience and decision making i came across several uh, um, papers and uh, exercises like you know or let me say practical research conducted by some of my colleagues and uh, the very difficult things to to do in uh, in a person that is uh, addicted is uh, to remove uh, to certain part of the of the brain, for example, hippocampus or amygdala, that they play the role of memory, and that then stimulates the the limbic system with uh, the dopamine or oxygen, all these hormones that uh, can create uh, uh, addiction. It's very difficult to take away the addiction. Why? Because our brain, when memorizes a certain movement uh, or a certain action or a certain stimulus. Uh, even if uh, receive a stimulus that is similar or fake, as we call uh, stimulus, can react to this and produce uh, dopamine. Um, for example, just to, to, to lead you to, to an example, if uh, you got addicted to certain, as, as the, the experiment said that uh, um, cheese no they made with the with the monkey so they gave a piece of cheese to the monkey the monkey recognized the cheese this cheese uh, is uh, is tasty uh, and so on so uh create uh, an addiction to this cheese uh, the dopamine was uh, uh increasing the level of dopamine was increasing in the body then they tried to fake so they didn't give the same cheese but something similar and looking at this stimulus not taking the cheese, but already seeing that is coming the same stimulus, the level of dopamine automatically increased without to get the cheese. So it was not the cheese that was giving 
let, let me say, stimulating the limbic system to produce uh, uh, the dopamine. But was uh, the action. So the the forecast that you say I will get this cheese. So this is a, that's why it's a it's dangerous when you create addiction in uh, in people because it's not the action itself that is uh, producing the addiction, but uh, uh, let me say. The idea that with this action uh, you you get uh, uh, the pleasure. So this is uh, the the most difficult uh, uh, the mm. most difficult uh, part, and uh, that's why I remember that uh, for example to don't get addicted to something in gamification when I was uh, uh, a teenager, young child. My parents gave me a limit to play. I remember when I got my first Nintendo, no, that was uh, super cool for my age, being like uh, a kid of the 90s. No? And uh, I had only 20 minutes to play. Why? Because at uh, that time the neuroscience revolution was not that, uh, that deep, but because doctors or neurologists say that it's better to limit uh, in the time and to have a bit in... Uh, different parts of the time for example to don't play in the evening but to play in the in the afternoon because uh, there is also um like a, a difference in in this because if you play at night for example uh this can provoke a problem in your in your uh, neurological uh, system something that uh, when you're in, in child education you, you can limit times and because uh, parents or teachers have influence on um, on, on kids but when you are grown up it, it's much harder to con uh, control these because uh, when you have a, um, a process or a game that is limited to 20 minutes well you start it all over again when you, when it's over because uh, you're addicted to it so it's yes. a lot harder yes. to bring in a level of control that uh, you uh, that everybody is uh, that applies on everybody of course uh, and also another negative consequence of the addiction to certain things is the alienation so you can get alienated from the from the realities huh? and we had several examples of, uh, of this especially in those countries for example in Scandinavian countries or in uh, the United States we we had several cases that uh, uh, the addiction to certain things has uh, uh, massive gamification uh, uh, led by artificial intelligence uh, led to alienation. So uh, for me, the idea to move from uh, uh, online selling, uh, online testing of uh, gamification to offline is uh, a real wise step. Why? First of all, if you get a team with you while you are testing uh, uh, people, neuroscientists, neurologists, psychologists, and uh, you analyze, because now we play also with these uh, 3D cameras, no, with these uh, sensors. So it's very easy to understand, to don't get put your clients at risk uh, when to stop. Or even uh, what kind of uh, action for example in uh, again in certain games i don't know in the horror games or in the shooting uh, game what kind of reaction is uh, uh, 
uh, bringing certain like uh, images or even sound. Okay, and you can even test uh, because the, now this is the, the technology to test it. Uh, what kind of emotion uh, the heart uh, rate? Uh, so you can have like analysis mm -hmm. of the of the game. And I think that uh, the future is not uh, to sell and to to uh, get these people addicted to this. But the revolution now, also with this scandal that we had, uh, that uh, uh, big corporation are trying to to hack our brain and not to uh, just to get from us and to don't give uh, a service. Now we'll have, we will have the revolution that the real company, that the company that will get like uh, the most of the clients, it will will be the company that will care about the client. So I tell you buy my product because my product is test will not lead you to a chronic addiction so will not transform you from a normal person to a person that will alienate from the realities and maybe will go to back to school or to university and take like a kalashnikov or an automatic gun machine and kill your your schoolmate or your teacher no because this is also an issue so the company that will work on this, uh, I think, uh, first of all, will get uh, in a new, let me say, uh, a new market. Because the parents will be more like, let me say, come down, no? I will say, okay, but this company like uh, certified that uh, my kids will not get uh, addicted, so let's buy it, no? This game, and uh, also, does people that is a bit. Uh, skeptic as me no in the gamification for example i would say okay but why not to try I, I, I will not get addicted for example i proposed few few weeks ago to my wife uh, during the uh, lockdown okay let's buy a playstation so i will have one hour uh, free let's let let me buy this and my wife say no because when i few years ago when i had i got addicted and i have to throw from the window of it so I'm afraid that you get addicted to it and you alienate from your work, from your training, uh, from the family life uh, and so on. And this, and I didn't know that I will have today the podcast with you, drove me to analyze also this. So to, from my uh, scientific point mm -hmm. of view. And another hint, you know how the, uh, first uh, analysis of the Trump administration was uh, was led was led in the dark internet in the community of uh, gamer because there is let me say even the positive dark internet where you don't buy uh, illegal things but to, where you have uh, gamers that uh, they create their uh, um, hidden and closed the community and they can co they could communicate to each other and you know that uh, in a neuropolitics uh, uh, environment, we call Trump the meme uh, president. Why? Because the first uh, stimulus that was given to these uh, uh, gamers in the dark internet was uh, through meme. So they were stimulated to certain like uh, action through sending meme in the in the chat. And uh, why they did this? Because they analyze the subculture uh, of uh, of these uh, gamers, 
uh, they analyze their uh, addiction, uh, they analyze certain things, and then they move this from the dark internet to the social media, so Facebook, Twitter, and so on. So also this is uh, quite, uh, quite important for, for the future, and the companies that will understand this, I think they will win uh, uh, a huge stake in the, in the market. And I think education will be uh, uh, very important on that. We are in a very early state with all these uh, processes. And uh, so there is a huge educational process uh, we are faced with uh, to make uh, this revolution possible in a, in a positive way. I agree when it comes to transparency of products and services. I also agree when it comes to education. But I don't think we can get around sensible laws. Without tough rules, people will be helplessly exposed to addiction. The people have to understand laws. And in order to uh, agree to the laws and stick to the laws, you, uh, you have to be aware of the, the necessity. And you, know, you must understand, yes, it's good for me. And though we are back to the education, but, but again, I, uh, I agree to you that the processes that are happening when you are uh, when you are uh, addicted that, that they can't control by uh, by awareness or by uh, by knowledge the, uh, you need the rules but in order to understand rules and actually to implement rules and laws you need the white awareness that on, uh, only can be created by education we we are in the time that uh, social corporate responsibility became uh, a keyword but it became also a business. So I think that uh, uh, in, this, uh, in this matter, if you want to use gamification in the education, you have to associate like business with uh, social corporate responsibility. So if you come back to my ideas that uh, companies in, a, uh, in, the, in the online game and the game like in the whatever uh, way will try to produce the, a product that is uh, social responsible, that is certified by independent organizations, for example, because uh, if we know that even in finance, no, uh, when we have like companies that uh, certify, uh, I don't know, some balance or any like uh, uh, a company, then this company can be like, I don't know, uh, corrupted uh, and so on. So we, we need like a, a international uh, organization. For example, in the EU, it's very easy to create like uh, an independent uh, uh, agency that would control uh, control these things. I think it, it can be uh, less uh, less easy and much complicated in the in uh, in China because China now is uh, uh, facing a, a boom, no, in the in the gamification. In one of my last article, I showed that uh, China is uh, pushing the gamification uh, and the gambling uh, uh, sector in uh, in Africa, for example. So, mm -hmm. and, uh, mm -hmm. and this is quite uh, quite relevant. And China is not the interest to be uh, responsive, social responsible on this because it's uh, looking to have uh, uh, a boom, no? a financial boom in uh, in this. But coming back to, let me say, uh, our Western world, you know, for example, European Union or United States of America, is easier to create a movement that will require uh, 
uh, an organization and a regulation to, to control uh, this business. Thank you for the interesting opinions. How will you develop over the next few months, Vincent? Very good question, because now forecast with this uh, pandemic became uh, uh, very difficult even in, uh, in, uh, in my subject. Uh, but of course, uh, we have uh, in front of us uh, a new election and it will be very interesting to analyze these last three months of the uh, US presidential election. Uh, and then to see a next post no? after the election to, to see the result and to say uh, again uh, uh, how the neuropolitics and uh, the neuropolitics 2.0 uh, 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 as I call in my in my papers uh, uh, change you know the the way of um, making politics in the in the US but then uh, we will come back to to Europe and to China and to, to other things so uh, our focus um, on this and uh, uh, of course, uh, we are developing uh, a new a new subject that is called uh, uh, neurodiplomacy, and we are doing this with uh, uh, together with uh, with Dieter. Uh, so in uh, in few months we will launch our uh, uh, program in cooperation with uh, my institute, the Moscow Institute of Psychoanalysis, where I'm vice rector and professor of neuropolitics. Uh, but we will uh, try to involve uh, diplomats but also people involved in uh, business diplomacy and so on and explain them that uh, uh, for example the human diplomacy is still uh, important and how to face the difficulties of uh, what is called the digital and uh, uh, neuro diplomacy. Dieter what are you up to? Yeah so I think from my side regarding the program with the institute there's nothing to add but of course, we having a lot of other stuff going on, and uh, in the near future, we we hope. Again, the Corona situation makes things a little bit shady, but uh, we hope soon to announce more uh, more projects around the innovation sphere, the universal universe, and yeah, uh, Christian, I hope uh, that we then will have another thing also talking about this issue. <laughs> I'm sure the next Alti interview will happen. That was Dieter Brockmeyer, the innovation expert of the Diplomatic World Institute in Brussels, and Professor Dr. Vincenzo Ligorio from the Moscow Institute of Psychoanalysis. Thank you for sharing your interesting opinions. Alti. The online portal for institutional investors in Germany, Austria and Switzerland. Alti.com Alti.com